my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today we are continuing with the birthday theme, and first we had DJ in 13 Candles, and now we are moving on to Stephanie in Crushed, Season 5, Episode 16, entitled Crushed. Air date January 14th, 1992. I was nine and a half, almost nine and a half years old at this point. In this episode, pop singer Tommy Page, R.I.P. Tommy Page, I believe he did pass away. I believe it was a year ago, but I will double check. He performs at Stephanie's 10th birthday party. This episode has a 6.6 out of 10 rating on IMDb out of 156 ratings. At this point in the show, the twins have been born, Nikki and Alex, and they are infants. They, at this time, are being played by Daniel and Kevin Renteria. There's a boy named Todd McKenzie called Boy at Party. He has one line. And Tommy Page. Oh my gosh, guys, it's actually been... I thought it's just been a year. It's been two and a half years since he passed away? Oh my goodness. So Tommy Page was born on May 24th, 1970 in Glen Ridge, New Jersey. And sadly when he passed away, he was living in East Strodesburg, Pennsylvania. Here's a little trivia about Tommy Page here. A former pop star whose song I'll Be Your Everything went to number one in 1990. He later became a record company executive. Publisher of Billboard Magazine, a vice president at Pandora, and an, ex an executive at The Village Voice. He also had been an executive at, the Warner, Bro at Warner Brothers Records, where he helped shape the careers of Ma Michael Bublé, Alanis Morissette, Josh Groban, oh, Josh Groban, and Green Day. He also had been a senior vice president at Cumulus Media Incorporated. Tommy Page leaves behind three children, two sons, Owen and Eldon, and one daughter named Ruby. He graduated from high school at age 15. Oh, wow. All right. Directed by Joel Zwick and Tom Ricard, associate director. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator. Diana Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S. Susan Sebastian, also a writer on this episode. So it's nice they got a couple ladies in there to get their points of view. I'm sure they had plenty of stories of, you know, being, you know, preteen girls and just having crushes on pop stars. All right, let's look at the trivia here. Originally aired just five days before Jodie Sweeten's 10th birthday. Connections. Stephanie carrying a Jetsons lunchbox. If you know, it will come up when I do the Back to School episodes, season one, the first day of school. She is gifted that lunchbox in that episode. So 
Amazing, she's still carrying that lunchbox. Four years later, still holds up. Wow. All right, I'm gonna let's look at some reviews for this episode. Oh, three out of ten. This one's from this year, March fifth, twenty nineteen. DJ versus Stephanie plus Tommy Page. I usually enjoy watching Full House, but I have to admit this episode didn't set well on me. The episode tells the story of sibling rivalry and romance, and however, we are talking about a love triangle between two underage girls and Tommy Page, and that for me is weird. Not sure what kind of values they are passing when a creepy 22-year-old guy is kissing Stephanie in DJ, who by the time must have been around 10 and 16. Well, Stephanie turns 10, DJ is actually... Well, if this is season 5, she's at least 15 years old, because she's 14 in season 4. This person is like, what a shameful episode. Okay, 10 out of 10. Thank goodness. This person knows what they're talking about. <laughs> February 26, 2019. This is another one from this year. Here comes another episode about sibling, sibling rivalry. But when romance is added, stakes get higher and everything becomes personal. Stephanie's turning 10 and gets the surprise of a lifetime when famous Tommy, famous pop singer Tommy Page sings at her party. But it may be DJ he is more capable, compatible with. Both girls think Tommy is attracted to them. He sang to Stephanie and went sightseeing with DJ. Obviously, both girls are just starstruck and have a crush. Regardless if it is a crush or not, love triangles are always interesting and one with siblings have the most at stake. Well, that's true. Tommy singing his only good song is icing on the cake for a really good episode. Okay, this week's trivia question for this episode from Crushed. True or false, this song Tommy sings to Stephanie is actually called Melanie for his girlfriend. Give a shout out to Kelly, who said true. And Kelly, you are 100% right. It is true. On Instagram. I'm trying to pronounce his name here. Bo Leshi. B-O-W-L-E-S-E-H. Also got it right. Oh, so true. That is very correct. And on Twitter. Lauren Rodriguez also got it right. She said true. Yes, Lauren, it is true. All right. So if you are new to the podcast, thank you for listening, jumping on the Tanner train. If you'd like to know where you can go to follow along with the podcast, it has, the podcast has a Facebook page. Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast page. On Instagram, OMHC, which stands for Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas, Full House, Fuller House Pod. And on Twitter, it's OMHC Full House. If you would like to send me an email, just to mention how you like the podcast, or if you just want to talk about things Full House, Fuller House related, you can do so at OMHC. Oh my goodness. O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast at gmail.com. I drew a blank. Oh my goodness. If you are enjoying the podcast um, and you want to write a review, 
you can go to iTunes. To search for the show on iTunes, unfortunately, if you put in Full House, Fuller House, the show isn't coming up. I think it's because I put a slash between Full House and Fuller House, so maybe that's creating a problem. But if you type in Holy Chalupas, or O-O-H, and then a space, and then put Mylanta, M-Y-L-A-N-T-A, I know it seems like a lot of work. But uh, the show pops up with that, so that's good. At least you can find it that way. Um, uh, so I just wish it would come up when you type in Full House or Full House, and for whatever reason it doesn't. So, Alright, let's jump into this episode. This is a favorite of mine, because as I said, um, I'm like seven months younger than Jodie Sweetin, so I really centered around Stephanie's storylines because we were the same age. So we jump right into the cold open, which is centered in the kitchen. We have Becky and Michelle uh, working on frosting Stephanie's birthday cake. You know Michelle. She's got a craving for cake. Always has ever since she was a toddler. Now could we lick the spatula? No, not yet. Stephanie's birthday cake has to be perfect, so keep frosting. Now could we lick the spatula? Yes. Now we can lick the spatula. It's about time. Whoa, 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 Michelle. Michelle, what in the heck? Michelle, now we have to make some more frosting. Dude, what fail? Yeah, I honestly would have said Michelle is not the one you want to have help frost a cake because of something like this. Because she's like, can we lick the, the, the spatula now? And it's like, no, we can't. We're still frosting. And she rubs the spatula over it. Says, okay, now can we? And Becky's like, yes, now. Because it's perfect. It's got to be perfect for Stephanie's party. And Michelle licks it. Then she takes the spatula and runs it across the already frosted cake. It's like, what the heck, Michelle? You're ruining your sister's cake. I always liked licking out the bowl. I mean, definitely, um, or, um, the, the beaters. You get to lick the beaters off once, you know, they're safely removed from the, um, the mixer. I mean, yeah, the, the spatula was fun, but I was always like, the bowl, <laughs> like, I, I loved it. Actually, speaking of birthday cakes, I gotta buy my birthday cake. I usually, um, get the box form, and Jeremy makes the box form for me, so... And then they spend a week having a piece of cake for breakfast until that cake is completely eaten. So Michelle in this scene is actually wearing green overalls and a white, or um, not a white, a uh, yellow top, which we've seen her wear that in other episodes. Mainly, I remember her wearing, I think, that same outfit in the Valentine's Day episode where she almost marries Steve. Well, she actually does marry Steve. So now we're up in the apartment. Becky's got Nikki and Alex there. They look to be maybe about four to six months old at this point, even though they just brought them home from the hospital, like, maybe a few episodes ago. Um, <laughs> she's trying to get them to say mommy. Uh, I don't think they're going to go for that. Oh, they're both wear both boys are wearing Nike toddler shoes. Or baby shoes. Okay, 
Uh, actually, on that scene, I don't know what happened. I was just playing the the show, and all of a sudden we jump way. I'm like, I know this scene. It doesn't happen yet. No, the scene opens up in the kitchen with Jesse and Becky feeding the babies. Oh, actually, it looks like they've just been fed, and Joey comes in to do his bullwinkle routine, and the kids just. Nikki and Alex just love it. They just, they're cracking up, they're smiling. One of them is, one of the twins is laughing. The other one's looking at Joey like, I don't know that reference. I'm just a baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Joey gets down on one knee and he puts his antlers, you know, his hands up to his head for antlers. He's like, boy, Rock, I gotta get some more sleep. I'm Steam Double. And Joey's so impressed, like, whoa, would you look at that? I got him laughing again. I'm like, well, technically you just made one of them laugh, so it only partially counts. Sorry, Joey. Of course, Becky's there to burst his bubble, too, because she says, hey, look, Joey, don't get too excited. They crack up at anything. Jesse's like, yeah, I, like, blew my nose the other day, and they, like, busted a gut laughing. So Michelle's like, oh, I'll make him laugh. And she goes over them like, I'm Michelle Winkle. I'm Michelle Winkle. Get it? And of course the kids know what's funny and not what's not. And that clearly, I mean, nice attempt, Michelle, but uh, you need some help. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. And Michelle gets frustrated. She's like, hey, what is wrong with you? This is funny stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not. Becky's like, sweetie, they're probably just tired. They just ate. They need to go down for a nap. Basically, keep trying, kid. You'll get there one day. She tells, Becky tells the boys, you need your beauty sleep. And of course, Jesse's gotta add, no, you mean their ruggedly handsome sleep. Like, oh, for heaven's sake. So I'm gonna play this clip. I just thought that was, was so adorable. Okay, let's see. It's Friday, right? That means I clean the baby bottles, and you clean the baby bottoms. <laughs> Hey, there's my two biggest fans. Boy, Rock, I gotta get more sleep. I'm seeing double. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you look at that? I got them laughing again. Well, Joey, don't get too excited. They crack up at anything. Yeah, yesterday I blew my nose, they busted a gut. <laughs> I'll make them laugh. Hello, I'm a show weekle. <laughs> I'm a show go get it? <laughs> hey, what's your problem? This is funny stuff. Don't worry, sweetie. I think they're just tired. Come on, boys. You need your beauty sleep. Uh, you mean they're ruggedly handsome sleep. Oh, yeah, right. Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> Say goodbye, Uncle Joey. Right. <laughs> I want to be funny like you. No problem at all, Michelle. Welcome to Joey Gladstone's Comedy College. You'll have those babies laughing so hard there won't be a dry diaper in the house. <laughs> not a bad power laugh. A little more power, less laugh. <laughs> hey, not bad. <laughs> there you go. So Becky and Jess exit with the twins to get them to take their nap. Michelle is disappointed she couldn't make the twins laugh. And she's like, Joey, I want to be funny like you. I mean, you got to make them laugh. And Joey's like, Michelle, welcome to Joey Gladstone's Comedy College. I am going to make you, have you laugh, making those babies laugh so hard they're going to meet. There will not be a dry diaper in the house. 
So, and he tried to get her to do some power laugh. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> that was my weak attempt. <laughs> I don't even know. What is a power laugh? I think that's something Joey made up. All right. So they exit. She's going to school. Danny comes down with Stephanie right on his heels. She found out Tommy Page is going to be on Wake Up San Francisco. And she wants to meet him. Danny's like, Steph, I'm not letting you cut school to meet Tommy Page. I'm surprised this will be an interesting callback to when DJ skipped school to meet Stacy Q and get her autograph. Yeah, because Danny was out of town. He was in L.A. covering, like, a surfing competition. And that was a whole thing. Like, DJ had to, like, con Uncle Jesse. Like, tell me about the time you, like, skipped school. And then Joey, I don't feel well. Oh, I'm good. I feel better now. I'm going to school type of routine. And then she and Kimmy like zip off to the mall to go meet Stacy Q. And Stephanie's got Tommy Page's poster. Like, hey, can you at least bring this? Maybe he can sign. He's like, please, can I go to your show? I gotta meet him. It's like one of those once in a lifetime chances. Like, um, when I called into my job one time to meet Colleen Hoke, who wrote the Tiger's Curse series. Like, this is a chance in a lifetime. She's never been barely anywhere in where, you know, the state I live in. And it's like, ugh. Like, no, it's like, and, and I even told my managers, like, you know, I, like, never call in. I don't even think I told her why. <laughs> like, eh, she's like, yeah, that's right, you don't really call in. Okay. We'll get someone to cover for you. Like, thank you. And Danny, like, takes the poster from Stephanie and, like, look, sweetie, I'll see if I can get him to sign it, but you're not cutting school to meet him. And Stephanie's like, well, he's not just any rock star. His poster's hanging above my bed. He's the last thing I see before I close my eyes and fall asleep. DJ, of course, is overseeing this. She's like, aw, Stephanie's first childhood crush. I used to have one on George Michael until his earrings got bigger than mine. Like, okay? Of course, Stephanie's like, look, I'm not a child. Today is my 10th birthday. The big one Oh, oh heck yeah. I mean, I remember my 10th birthday. I think. Um, I, yeah, I have like two birthday cakes. Um, my aunt and my grandma both made a birthday cake for me. Talk about awkward and uncomfortable. I knew if I only had one piece from one of them, somebody was bound to get hurt. So I had, I said I wanted one of each. I think that was the year that I got the movie Hook for my birthday, now that I think about it. And Nicole, like, my sister, like, ruined it. Like, oh, Dad's getting you that. I'm like, why did you tell me? That was the same thing that I, like, would come home and Nicole's already, like, it's more than halfway through the movie. And I'd never seen it. I'm like, what are you doing? So, Stephanie is really going to pour on the guilt here. She turns over back over to Danny like, Look, I can't believe you'd let your... Young... Your... Oh, she says, I can't believe you wouldn't let your own daughter meet her most favorite rock star on her birthday. And I thought you loved me. Oh, DJ is clapping like, Oh, Steph, great guilt trip. And Stephanie's like, Yeah, thanks. Uh, did it work? And Danny's like, No, it didn't. Go to school. So I'm going to play this clip. Come on, Dad, please take me to your show today. i got to meet Tommy Page. Maybe you'll autograph his picture. 
sweetheart, I'll try to get him to sign it for you. But you cannot cut school just because some rock star is on my show. He's not just any rock star. His poster's hanging over my bed. He's the last thing I see before I fall asleep. Except the inside of my eyelids. This is so cute. Stephanie's first childhood crush. You know, I had the same thing with George Michael until his earrings got bigger than mine. I am not a child. Today is my 10th birthday. The big 1-0. Dad, I can't believe you wouldn't let your own daughter meet her all-time favorite singer in the whole universe on her birthday. And I thought you loved me. Great guilt trip. Thanks. Did it work? No. I'm losing my touch. Okay, get out of here. Have fun at school. You know, Dad, that was pretty cold. I mean, it is her birthday, and she does worship the guy. Okay, look, I'm gonna tell you something, but you gotta keep it a secret, all right? I told Tommy what a big fan Stephanie is, and he agreed to stop by her party after school today. Dad, Stephanie's gonna go nuts! I know. Am I the rat as bad as Dad a kid ever had? You were until you said that. So, Danny sends Steph off to school. DJ's like, geez, Dad, that was pretty harsh. I mean, the fact that she won, it's her birthday, and you couldn't even let her meet the guy? And Danny, it was basically, it was a complete cover. Because he does reveal, like, look, um, you gotta keep this a secret, alright? I told Tommy what a big fan Stephanie is, and he agreed to stop by her birthday party. And DJ's like, oh my gosh, Dad, she's gonna freak! And Danny's like, I know, right? Am I the rat as bad as dad a kid ever had? And DJ's like, well, you were until you said that. <laughs> and she goes off to school. All right, now it's party time. So Becky comes in to uh, put more snacks out on the snack buffet. And we got these boys. Oh, these boys are crowding around it like hungry wolves. And Becky's lucky she did not lose an arm when she set that tray down. Because she's like, whoa! There, one boy is bent over to the side of a tray of candied apples. The Tanners went all out. They really, really did. We got Joey up there manning the keyboard and everything. Getting that all set up. The speakers, the microphone. Jesse comes in. He's balancing two... Bowls of like what looks like trail mix and maybe pretzels and the other one and he's like kind of like the girls Stephanie's friends are all kind of you know shaking dancing doing their thing and I like how Jesse like tries to get in there like uh, Shaking his hips and everything like that. he like tries to get into it. That's cute. All right We got big J on the microphone and by when I say big J I don't mean big Jess I mean big JJ Joey Gladstone on the mic Hey, yo, 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 this is Joey Joe Badstone at Stephanie Tanner's 10th birthday party. Bumping up the jams and jamming up the pumps, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, hey, neither do I. All right, everybody party. Uncle Jesse, there's the boys with dance. No, no, I don't help you out here. All right, fellas, listen up. Now I realize you guys might be a little shy around women, you know, you're wondering if you're over-moosed, under-deodorized. I know how you feel. You mean you were shy around girls? Now what am I, a dork? No, go ask me to dance. Oh. Girls, 
lady's choice. Grab your favorite guy and go for it. Joey says bumping up the jams and jamming up the pumps. Like, what? Okay. You know what I'm saying? And the girls are like, what? No. Who are you? You're not even horrible. So he's like, okay, didn't get a laugh there. Let's just play some music. And Stephanie goes over to Uncle Jesse. Like, Uncle Jesse, none of the boys will dance. They're like crowded over there like wolves by the buff candy buffet table. Can you like, like light a fighter under their butts or something and get them over here. So Jesse's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. Alright, hey boys, come here. Um, look, I know you're a little nervous, you're a little under deodorized, I get it. But the girls over here, they want you to dance with them. What do you say? I mean, get that you're nervous, but come on. You're at a party. Get out there Go get them. And the boys all look at the girls like, oh, no. Like, okay, well, just continue uh, feeding your faces then. Okay. So Jesse had tried another tattoo. Like, okay, girls, pick your guy. Boom, they bum rush him. Like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, no, 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 not me, huh? I mean, the little ones over there at the buff candy buffet table. And the girls are like, ugh, no, gross. So that Todd McKenzie, if that's his name, that was in the uh, boy at party, that's the little redheaded boy in the sweater. It's like, oh, you were nervous around girls too? And Uncle Jesse's like, heck no, I wasn't nervous around girls. Get out there and dance with them. They're like, no. So Stephanie and her friends get into this dance routine. I want to talk about a couple of these girls here. One of them is wearing a lime green blazer. And another girl is wearing a necktie. Like, the fashion is just all over the place here. The one girl is wearing, like, a forest green sweater with, a, like, flowered fuchsia purple leggings. We got little Mary-Kate or Ashley Olsen, like, right on the other side of this girl who's in the green sweater. And this poor girl is doing everything she can not to, like, run into her or step on her. Why couldn't they at least put Michelle way in the back or maybe towards Stephanie? I get it. It's almost like a period for formation, uh, pyramid formation in a way where Stephanie's at the top. The other girls are like uh, three, four, and five in a row. All right, so we're going to cut from the party for a sec. We're going to go to the kitchen as Danny is putting the candles on Stephanie's cake. He has them all clumped in a corner. Which, I mean, I think it would be cool, like, because you have the, like, happy birthday Stephanie in the middle. So, she's ten, right? Put five candles on, like, the left side and five on the other side. Or maybe, like, five at the top, five at the bottom. So that way it's nice and, and even, I guess. <laughs> yeah, apparently DJ had to spill the news to Kimmy that Tommy Page is making a stop at the Tanner house. And she is like, where is this hunkalunkalicious boy toy? Where's Tommy, the man of my dreams? I need to see him. And Danny's like, well, he's downstairs. She starts to head there. It's like, whoa, Gibbler, look. I need him in one piece, okay? What I want you to do is go and tell Jesse and Joey that we're ready to bring Tommy Page in. Because at one point, Danny's like, 
DJ, why did you tell Kimmy about Tommy Page? And DJ's like, well, because I tell Kimmy everything. And Danny says, tell her to go home. And Kimmy's like, no can do, Mr. Tanner. I saw Timmy, Ted, Tommy's limo right outside. And she calls Tommy, refers to him as a hunkalicious boy toy. Where's Tommy Page? Tell him his love slave is ready to fulfill his every wish. DJ, why did you tell Kimmy? Because I tell Kimmy everything. Okay, then tell her to go home. No can do, Mr. T. I saw Tommy's limo outside. Now where are you hiding that hunkalicious boy toy? He's waiting downstairs. Freeze, Gambler. I need him in one piece. Now look, right now I want the two of you to go out there and tell Jesse and Joey that we're ready, all right? And Kimmy, please, don't do anything to embarrass us. I'll be a perfect lady until I see Tommy. Then you'll have to hose me down. Tommy! Joey, he's ready. So, as the girls run into the living room to let Jesse and Joey know that uh, Tommy's ready to make his appearance, Danny yells down to the basement like, Hey, Tommy, we're ready for you to come up now. So, Danny is now going to go into the living room, takes the mic from Joey, says, All right, Stephanie, sit in this chair, sweetie, which I have over here. This is my birthday present from me to you. Now, I remember this this episode when I was a kid. And I just thought it was so cool. Like, Stephanie's sitting in the chair and just out of the doorway appears Tommy Page. And Stephanie's reaction is like, ah, Tommy Page! And it's just so... And all the girls are, like, kind of lined along um, the room and everything. And as Tommy's singing, they're kind of swaying back and forth. And, of course, DJ has to, like get a death grip on Kimmy. Like, do not move. You're gonna stand right here next to me. You're not gonna embarrass us. You're not gonna ruin this for Stephanie. Everybody, please move back. Stephanie, please have a seat right here, honey. Sweetheart, this is my special gift for me to you. science fiction. No, look, it's no problem. Where do you want me to sign it? Oh, here, autograph my shoe. Oh, okay, Get her out of Wait there. Wait a minute, he didn't sign it yet. That's So, yeah, I'm just looking at, you know, Stephanie, just not knowing what Danny has planned for her, just to see that that guy from her poster just live in the flesh in her house. What teenage girl wouldn't want, like, a private free concert in their house, in their living room? Just this guy serenading you and just... Alright, oh, I pulled up the song, so I went out, like, let's see here. This is a song that Stephanie, uh, Tommy sung to Stephanie. 
Yes, I understand that you're not ready for me in your life. Do you understand that leaving you is going to cut my heart just like a knife? Though our roads may take us separate places somewhere down the line, I'll be waiting for you patiently, hoping that someday you'll be mine. Stephanie, you mean everything to me. You're what dreams are made of. You're the girl I love. Stephanie, how I wish that I could hold you in my arms forever, for eternity. Stephanie, oh, Stephanie. Mm. Um, I know that was a crappy rendition. I wasn't going to sing that. Um, but... Yeah, definitely he did write this for somebody else because just the lyrics alone just seem very inappropriate to sing to a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> um, yeah. But even, you know, I listen to, like, One Direction's songs and stuff like that and just thinking about all the teenage girls and, and the words and the lyrics and everything of their songs and just thinking, these songs are written as, you know, love songs for girls to think about, you know, fantasize about being one of the guys from, you know, One Direction when they were still a band, or or just even the new kids on the block, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, their songs are all about a guy wanting to be with a girl, saying, don't worry about that guy who broke your heart, I'm gonna swoop in and take care of you and love you like no guy ever will, and just stuff like that that's meant to make you swoon and just fall all over yourself and... And make you gaga. So after the song, he says, Happy birthday, Stephanie. And Danny comes over and Stephanie, he, she says thank you to Tommy. Runs over to her dad, hugs him and says, Oh, this is the best birthday gift ever. Can I keep him? Like, <laughs> I remember as a kid watching this laughing at that. Like, no, no. Just a possibility, like, oh, she's gonna keep him. Like, no, you can't. He's a human being, sweetie. <laughs> he has a life. <laughs> so we cut over to Kimmy and DJ. DJ's got her arm looped around Kimmy, kind of hold her in place. And Kimmy's like, oh, DJ, you can let go. I'll be a perfect lady, I promise. Boom! As soon as DJ lets go, Kimmy is like, she, like, jumps into Tommy's arms says I'm Kimmy Gibbler Stephanie Tanner's best friend like you know you're not <laughs> and he puts her down and she's like oh can you sign my shoe or no she says um can you s sign your name on something that says to Kimmy the woman of my dreams and Danny's like look Gibbler he writes music not science fiction and he's like, yeah, sure, all right, I'll sign something. What do you want me to sign? She pulls off her shoe. Dang, everyone pulls back like five feet. Like, what? Even Tommy's like, whoa. He's trying to be polite about it. He's like, whoa. Kimmy, sweetie, you need to see a doctor about those feet. That is, I mean, it's a running gag throughout the show. But there's something seriously wrong if your feet smell like someone who has halitosis. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, she asks for Tommy's autograph and says, just send it to Kimmy, the woman of my dreams. Autograph my shoe. Ugh. I'm like some women out there at concerts that say, sign my chest or something like that. Like, ew. And at one point, when Kimmy's in the kitchen saying, like, tell Tommy his love slave is here, ready to fulfill his every wish. Luckily, Danny and Joey kind of, like, escort Kimmy out of there. She's like, wait, he hasn't signed it yet. Wait, well, he's not going to. I see Michelle sitting over there by uh, the giant keyboard and everything, and she had her f 
like hands covering her nose. So Stephanie goes up to Tommy and says, Hey, look, Tommy, I have never seen that girl before in my life. And she does say, you know, um, do you think you could sign my... Thank you for coming to my birthday party. Do you think you could sign my CD? And he's like, well, you're the birthday girl. Like, All right. I will be right back. She turns to her friends and says, watch him. And they all, like, crowd around him as she zips upstairs to um, get the CD, and she's gone for a little bit, so she's probably, like, freshening up and everything like that. Because she comes down and she, like, smells like she took a bath in perfume. <laughs> um, while she's away, Tommy goes over to Jesse and they start talking about um, being their both musicians and everything, and about Tommy played at the Kingdom, which I can't think of what that's supposed to be. Is that a football stadium? Oh, no. I know. I had this conversation with Jeremy a while ago. And Jesse's like, well, I uh, choose smaller venues so I can, like, split a pizza with my fans. And Jesse's clearly jealous that this 22-year-old is having so much more success than Jesse will have. Or has had up to this point. Luckily, Becky gets him out of there before Jesse said something that is going to turn this powder party sour. Don't insult Tommy Page. He was nice enough to make an appearance at Stephanie's birthday party. We don't need him leaving because you made him angry. I've never seen that woman before in my life. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, would you sign my CD? You're the birthday girl. Thanks. Be right back. Don't move. Watch him till I get back. Hey, Jess, thanks for your help on the piano, man. It really sounded great. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> I dabble in music myself there, uh, Tom. You may have heard of my band, Jesse and the Rippers. Yeah. Did you play in Seattle this summer? Yes, we did. Yes. Played a little club near the university over there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was playing at the Kingdom. <laughs> Kingdom. Yeah, that's all. It's nice if you're into, you know, big stadiums and a lot of money. I... I prefer to play the small, intimate places where I can split a pizza with my audience. <laughs> if you'll excuse us. Hi, Tommy. My name is Michelle. Well, hi, Michelle. It's really nice to meet you. My birthday's in November. Start working on my song. <laughs> You're funny. I'm in comedy college. <laughs> hi, I'm Stephanie's sister, DJ. Is this your first time in San Francisco? Yeah, but I haven't really had the chance to see anything yet. Oh, you should go down to Chinatown and Fisherman's Wharf. Well, maybe you could show me around tomorrow. Me? I'd love to. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry I took so long. Whoa, Seth, how many gallons of perfume did you put on? I just put on one little dab on every inch of my body. <laughs> could you sign this? I'll treasure it forever. Sure. To Stephanie. Love, Tommy. There you go. So, Michelle's smitten with Tommy, too. She says, my birthday's in November. Start working on my song. And he's like, oh, you're funny, Michelle. And she's like, well, I'm in comedy college. <laughs> so, DJ also interested introduces herself, says, I am Stephanie's sister, DJ. And how are you liking San Francisco so far? And Tommy's like, well, I mean, I like it. I really just haven't been able to get around and see the sights. So DJ's like, well, you should check out 
Fisherman's Wharf and other places. And he's like, well, hey, why don't you show me around town tomorrow? She's like, really, me? Like, oh, I'd love to. And boom, right away, Stephanie is back. She's got her CD in hand. She bathed in a bunch of... Yeah, because, like, DJ's like, whoa, Steph, how many gallons of perfume did you put on? She's like, oh, I put on one little dab, as she whispers to DJ, on every inch of my body. Like, whoa, Steph. <laughs> and it'd probably smell better than Kimmy's feet. So she's like, okay, you sign this, I'll treasure it forever. And he signs it and says... To Stephanie, love Tommy. He hands her the CD, kisses her on the cheek. She immediately faints, and luckily DJ's there to grab her before she hits the floor and just places her in a chair that's off to the side of the door. Okay, so this looks like it's the next day. We get a shot of the Bay Bridge, and now we are in the Tanner kitchen, Stephanie is sitting at that desk, which has the phone on it, which I don't really see a lot of people sitting at that desk, but Comet's there, and Stephanie's talking to Comet and says, all right, which sounds better because she is making wedding invitations for her and Tommy, which what preteen girl didn't do that back in the day sometimes? Like, you knew which guy of whatever band or whatever movie stars like I'm gonna marry them and you doodle your name Mrs. So-and-so or something to that effect gosh um I don't think I did that um one time I did <clears throat> write the name of a guy that I had a crush on on top of my um notebook and I forgot my notebook and it got around school yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> like, uh, And then everyone started pestering the guy that I liked. And he's like, I don't even... He didn't say it to me, but it's almost like, I don't even know you. You've never talked to me, and I've never talked to you. But don't talk to me. Yeah, it's the same guy. His name was Ryan. And at the end of seventh grade, as we're walking out of the... You know, getting ready to walk out of school for the last time. I, I wrote a letter, and I'm, like, trying to nudge it. And he's like, what is this? And I just hold on to the letter, and I, like, silently walk away, like... Ugh. Shot was blown, like... Ugh. So she's thinking what's going to go on a wedding invitation. Mrs. Tommy Page... Miss Stephanie Page, Stephanie Tanner Page, or Mrs. Stephanie Judith Tanner Page. Um, sweetie, <laughs> as far as wedding invitations go, your maiden name is going to go on there because you're not officially. Unless she's, I mean, clearly she's thinking wedding invitations. She's not thinking of the thank you cards that you send out to people who send you gifts. Which you're going to put your then married name, so. But she's just excited. She thinks because he kissed her and said, love Tommy, uh, he wrote that on her CD, they are not going to be married. Would you know girls did this? Like, either back, you know, whether it's in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. I don't know about today's kids. Do today's kids do that? Whether they write Mrs. So-and-so of whoever either their crush is, whether it's on a, you know, a person as, you know, a classmate, or whether it's a movie star or rock star or music pop star or whatever. Of course, Comet has no comment 
and he rolls over for a belly rub. She's like, no, you don't get a belly rub until we decide what's going on. Going into these wedding invitations. It seems like definitely a lot. Stephanie does get a lot of the scenes with Comet. And then the door opens and who should arrive but DJ and Tommy from their adventure of sightseeing San Francisco. So I'm going to play this clip of Stephanie and it'll go into Tommy and DJ arriving. And poor Steph gets her heart broken like her older sister scamming on her man. Which sounds better, Comet? Mrs. Tommy Page, Stephanie Page, Stephanie Tanner Page, or Mrs. Stephanie Judith Tanner Page? No, Comet, you don't get a belly rub until we decide what's going on in these wedding invitations. <laughs> hey, thanks for a great day, Tommy. I never ate tacos in a limo before. Actually, I've never been in a limo before. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that out when you went to go sit up in the front seat with the chauffeur. <laughs> hey, listen, do you want to come to my concert tonight? I can get your backstage passes. Yeah, that would be great. Great. Well, I got to go downstairs. Jesse's waiting for me. I promised Stephanie I'd make her a tape of that song. Oh, well, sweet. thanks for a really great day. I'll see you later. Can you just kiss her on the lips? I get a reminder. Yes. Oh, Steph. Well, he's a movie. He's a, he's a music star. So, yeah, DJ thanks Tommy for a great day. She says, well, I've never eaten tacos in a limo before. In fact, I've never actually even been in a limo before. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured that when you went to sit up front with the chauffeur. <laughs> of course, because why not, right? <laughs> that makes me think of the movie Big when um, Tom Hanks' character, Josh Baskin, he's um, got the mind of a 12-year-old and in his Tom Hanks body of a 30-year-old, and he's so fascinated by the locks and the, the lights and the, oh, there's a phone. Oh, wow, let me play with the radio station. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've never been in a limo, but I still want to ride in a limo. We were going to do that in Texas, but it was just so much better just on that trolley that we took. And it was not as expensive. So, Tommy invites DJ, not Stephanie, to his concert. Like, hey, you want to come to my concert tonight? I can get you a backstage pass. And she's like, yeah, that would be great, definitely. And we see Stephanie's hurt reaction this whole time because the way the camera's angled, we're getting Tommy and DJ right where um, the stairs, the top of the stairs there to go down to the studio. And then we get a shot of Stephanie on the side by that desk with the phone and she just is so hurt. So, the way Tommy says this, oh, I promised Stephanie I'd go make her a tape of that song. The way he says it, and you hear it in the clip, it's almost like, it's a, um, he almost feels obligated to do it because he promised her. It's almost like, oh, I gotta go downstairs and record this song for Stephanie because I told her I would. Like, ugh. Almost like, yeah, he sees her as a kid, but in a way that DJ is only, like, four years older than Stephanie. 
And mind you, Tommy Page is 22. He's a legal adult. Uh, he did kiss her right on the lips. Um, with Stephanie, I think it was more to the side of her face, maybe to the side of her lips, not on the lips, which is good. But even still, DJ's, well, no, she's 15. But even still, that's still underage. And Tommy is wearing blue jeans and a, what looks like a Letterman jacket, only it's one of those that doesn't have patches on it. It's not for any specific school. And Tommy heads downstairs, and you see DJ just leaning against the side of the doorframe. And she's like, yes! He kissed me. A movie, or, why do I keep calling him a movie star? Like, ugh, a rock star kissed me. Or pop star. Would he be a rock star or a pop star? I think he'd be a pop star. And that is about as much as Steph can take. And she just, could she even see really what was going on in that doorway down, down to the stairwell? Stephanie, because she was just right on the side. I think she was just listening to all of this, so she couldn't see it. But she knew that they kissed, but that is as much as poor Stephanie's heart can take. She runs upstairs and slams the door, leans against it, and just wipes her tears away, which they, they're not real tears. They look like the glycerin kind that they do kind of, you know, add to for effect. Like, maybe if you can't bring on real actual tears and you need to be emotional and you can't bring the liquid, the waterworks, they will help you out in that department. Okay, so this is the part at the beginning that I don't know why I thought was the beginning of the episode, but no, this is where Becky is up with, in the apartment with the twins, and she's trying to get them to say mama, only they're maybe, probably in the show, I'd say they're maybe three months old at this point. Michelle says, start working on my song, Tommy. My birthday's in November, which she would have just had a birthday because those twins were just recently born not too long ago. So Those babies look a smidge on the lethargic side. She's like, I'm going to teach you your first word, mommy. And they're just like, Ugh. I have no energy to react. I'm sorry. Uh, we got Joey and Michelle coming up. And I was thinking about this scene last night while I was at my job. Michelle's got a little, you know, one of those, like, arrow-through-the-head type headbands. Oh, Joey presents the first graduate of Joey Gladstone's Comedy College, Michelle Shecky Tanner. Michelle pops up from behind the couch with the arrow on her head, and she's like, boy, do I have a headache. Then she comes to the side of the couch and says, wow, maybe you didn't see this arrow in my head. And the kid, the babies are... And I was thinking about that last night. They're not going to get that reference. They don't know what that is. But Michelle is finally like, Joey, please help me out here. I'm dying. They're not reacting at all. Babies, do something. Come on, do something. <laughs> I got to say, um, when Joey says, let's go to your big finish, and Michelle's like, do I have to? Joey's like, yeah, well, you know, the biggest thing of a comedian is like the pie in the face is ensured to always get a laugh. She's like, all right, let me have it. And I feel bad for her. It's like she, she didn't, no kid wants a pie in the face. Joey says the pie in the face is the oldest 
trick in the book, but it's guar always guaranteed that it gets a laugh. So Joey pulls out this pie. It looks like it's big enough for the family to eat. It's definitely got made of whipped cream. And he holds it out like, all right, you ready? And she's like, I'm ready. And then she plops it right in Joey. She pushes his hand back directly into his face. And he's like, Michelle, I was supposed to throw the pie in your face. And she's like, yeah, but this was funnier. Again, we only get one of the twins laughing. Well, not so much laughing, but just smiling. Those two they look as different as night and day with one smiling and one just morose looking. It's always the one that's on, like, Becky's, like... It would be, a, if she's facing us, it would be on her right side. That's the twin you go to for the reactions, because the other one's a, he's not doing anything. He's a milk dud. He's doing nothing. React, little baby, come on! Well, Michelle, maybe you should just go to your big finish. Do I have to do this? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that a pie in the face is the oldest joke in the book, but we also know that it always gets a laugh. Okay, let me have it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I did it, Annie Funny. Michelle, I'm supposed to throw the pie in your face. This was funnier. Well, just for that, you get a big sloppy kiss. So Michelle checks out the reaction of the babies, and you know, one of them's smiling, and Michelle's satisfied. Like, hey, look, I'm funny. One of them's smiling. The other one, I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, and Joey's like, Michelle, I'm supposed to throw the pie in your face. His face is like covered along with the front of his shirt and his the size of his arm, a little bit of his pants, covered in whipped cream. They really put all the whipped cream they had into that pie. And she runs off, and he runs after her down the stairs, just as Stephanie's coming up the stairs to have a conversation with Becky about, you know, advice on boys, or in her case, one boy. And when she, Joey, Michelle cross paths, and of course, oh my goodness, did he just get that on the beam? He got whipped cream on the beam and the wall. Oh my goodness. Um... <laughs> But Stephanie gives them a look like, I don't want to know what happened here, but it looks like it was pretty nasty. I like that in 13 Candles we got a moment between DJ and Becky where she's giving advice. Now Becky is going to give advice about love to Stephanie. And I like how Stephanie comes to her and says, hey, can we talk woman to woman? And... D, uh, Becky's putting down the twins for a little nap-nap. And she said, oh, sure, I thought you were going to be downstairs listening to Tommy record your song. And Stephanie's like, yeah, but, well, this is more important, what I need to talk about. So the way that Stephanie starts out this conversation is, what would you do if somebody stole, another woman stole Uncle Jesse from you? And right here we got to see we are looking at... Jody Sweeten's ears. She is wearing real earrings, not fake ones. So, yeah, that whole I'm not DJ episode where she wants to get her ears pierced. Like, I wear clip-on earrings. Those are not clip-on earrings. Those are real, the real deal. So, Becky immediately debunks that. Like, oh, sweetheart, that would never happen. 
And she says, because your Uncle Jesse and I have a loving and committed relationship. Based on mutual trust and respect. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the couple or the situation. I mean, and I remember, you know, watching this, you know, as a kid and then through reruns, you know, as a teenager and stuff and just seeing, just hearing those words that she's saying, just thinking, yes, he and she are committed. There's no way he would go after another woman. Or there's no way that he would be tempted by another woman. I love how Becky's like, she'd never know what hit her. Listen, I would knock her down. And this makes me think of the one last kiss episode with Jesse's old girlfriend, Carrie, from his 10-year high school reunion. And at that point, he and Becky were engaged to be married. And Carrie followed Jesse home and kissed him. And then he admitted to Becky, this is just something, a part of my past I had to clear up. And she's like, I didn't know you were having any doubts. He's like, well, no, it's just when I kissed her, I realized I had no feelings for her. And that the only person I want to kiss for the rest of my life is you. Um, I kind of wonder how other people would react to that. I know I would not be sitting well, especially if you're engaged. That's, like, the next step to being married. Like, you've made the commitment, you put in the time, you're going to get married. And then a situation like this occurs. I don't know, but when I cover that episode, I'll cover that part. But I just, I like Becky's response here. And it just seems so honest and sincere. And she truly, you know, definitely believes that her husband... And she has such a solid foundation of love, trust, and respect, and a commitment that no woman could come in there and break up that marriage. And if you think about it, Jesse and Becky's marriage is really the only shining example that the girls have to look to as them down the road. I mean, not that Danny and Pam didn't have that, but the girls were so young. You know, when they lost their mother, I mean, DJ was like maybe 9, 10 years old. And, and Stephanie, and Michelle has no memories of her mother, but the fact of the matter is, is that and Joey is not you know, involved with anyone on a steady basis. So definitely... Jesse and Becky are that married couple that they have to look to as an example of what they may want in a partner down the road and that commitment that they see and the love that they see between Becky and Jesse. And later on in the show, when DJ is having issues with Steve, where she and he are just not connecting like they used to, she does go to Becky for advice. It's like you and Jesse feel, you know, it feels like you guys have been together forever. How do you keep it fresh? How do you think keep things new and exciting? And yeah, it's just... And the thing is, me too. I mean, I really didn't have examples of good marriage. I mean, my grandparents, yes, my aunt and uncle, who I lived with for a little bit, um... They, they're still married and everything, but I never, what I'm talking about 
is outwardly seeing people show affection and stuff like that. And odds are maybe people just show their affection behind closed doors. So, but I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. It's just I kind of wanted to kind of delve into that a little bit. So I'm going to play this clip. Because Stephanie reveals she's got feelings for a boy at a party and some girl came out right out from under her and stole her man. And Becky's like, well, there's no reason in showing the guy that you're the one that he should be with. And DJ calls this girl a scuzz queen. And, and Becky's like, well, who is she? And I love how Stephanie says, well, she used to be like a sister to me, but not anymore. And Becky, can we talk woman to woman? Sure. But I thought you'd be downstairs listening to Tommy record your song. This is more important. What would you do if another woman stole Uncle Jesse from you? Well, sweetheart, that would never happen because your Uncle Jesse and I have a loving and committed relationship based on mutual trust and respect. <laughs> She'd never know what hit her. Got it, Aunt Becky. She's toast. Oh, wait a minute. Is this about a boy at your party? Well, yeah, sort of. He really liked me, but another woman stole my man right out from under my nose. The scuzz queen. <laughs> So who is this scuzz queen? Well, she was like a sister to me, but not anymore. I'm going to win him back. Well, Steph, there's nothing wrong with letting him know why you're the one he should be with. Right, and if that doesn't work, she's toast. <laughs> All right, now we move back downstairs. We got <laughs> DJ just hanging out by the top of the stairs. We see the red light functioning. I mean, I remember when they, Jesse and Joey installed that light like they were getting the studio set up. This was, of course, before the twins were born. And I just remember, like, that light being on and just, um, Danny and Becky are like, oh, uh, Danny, you can't go down there. The red light is on. That means they're recording you. Just hear Jesse and Joey going, help! Help! And I love Danny's response, like, oh, they're recording the Beatles song, Help. Like, no, that is a cry for help. You need to, like, go down there and find out what's going on. I mean, plus, if you just, I mean, if you knock on the door, maybe they can hear you. Granted, it's supposed to be a soundproof room, so, but you can still hear them. But anyway, uh, yeah, she's patiently waiting for Tommy to come up and so they can hang out some more. Granted, Kenny comes in. She's been allowed back in the house after her um, embarrassing display of uh, jumping into Tommy's arms and taking off her shoe to, for him to autograph. So they probably ban banished her from the house for a few days. Just no things cool off. So Kimmy, right out of her mouth, is like, alright, I know he's here. Where did you stash him? And DJ's like, look, he's downstairs recording. I can't bother him and just, you know, standing here until the red light is off. So Kimmy's like, all right, Tanner, spill. I know you got deets and I want to hear them. So I'm going to play this clip. I know he's here. We're just stashing. Tommy's downstairs in the studio recording, but I can't go down until the red light's off. All right, Tanner, I want details. What happened with you and Tommy? Before or after he kissed me? No. You were lip wrestling with the stud puppy? I am so happy for you. Now, mind if I take a crack at him? <laughs> yes, I mind. He's not running a kissing booth. We're starting a real relationship. Oh, boy. Hey, it was worth a shot. 
Well, good luck, Deej. When that red light goes off, it's a green light for love. I can't believe Kimmy as she pulls out lip some chapstick. And it's like, hey, um, you mind if I take a crack at him? And DJ's response is, yes, I mind. He's not running a kissing booth, Kimmy. And the line she says next is like, oh boy, here we go. She's not writing wedding invitations. But this is probably just as bad as she says. We're, I think we're really heading towards like, a, we're starting a real relationship, a real relationship. And I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. And so Kimmy's like, all right, Tanner, um, you know what? When that red light goes off, it's a green light for love. So she runs off. We come downstairs to the studio. Tommy is in the recording booth. He is finishing up the song for Stephanie. And I think that this is so nice of him to do for Stephanie. I mean, she's got her own personal song of, of Tommy Page. That was really nice of you to write that song for Stephanie. Thanks. But you know, I gotta be honest. I didn't really write it for Stephanie. I wrote it for my girlfriend, Melanie. I just changed all the Melanies to Stephanie's. Uh -huh. Do me a favor. Don't mention it to Stephanie. <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't mention it to Melanie. So, he comes out of the booth. Jesse's like, I really appreciate, you know, what you're doing for Stephanie and recording that song for her. And, of course, Tommy reveals that, well, it wasn't that hard. I just took the song that I wrote for my girlfriend, Melanie, and just changed it to Stephanie. And, of course, Uncle Je or Jesse's like, well, <laughs> don't tell Stephanie that. And Tommy's like, yeah, just don't tell my girlfriend, Melanie. She'll, like, flip out. So, Jesse goes over and turns off the red light. Boom! DJ is down there in a flash. Like, hey, Tommy! Hi, Uncle Je Hi, Tommy! Not even really fully acknowledging Uncle Jesse. And she tries to play it cool, like, oh, well, I mean, I just saw that the red light went off. I mean, I wasn't waiting for it to go off. I wasn't, like, standing at the top of the stairs, like, waiting. But, I mean, now that it's off, I just thought, hey, I'd come down and say hey. But here comes Stephanie, right on cue. She's got a shoebox full of stuff. What she got? So, of course, Stephanie's like, hi, Tommy! Invisible uncle. They don't even acknowledge him, which, not surprised. I'm gonna play this clip. I just happened to see the red light go off. <clears throat> not that I was, like, waiting for the red light to go off, because I do have a light. But since the red light did go off, I just thought I'd come down and see why it went off. Oh, hi, Tommy! Hi, DJ. Oh, hi, Tommy! Oh, hi, Stephanie. Oh, that's right, I'm the invisible uncle, I forgot. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go get something to drink. What do you want, Tommy? Ice tea, lemon, lemon no sugar. sugar. Take the magic word Tommy and bada bing, I'm back in the room. I got the party pictures back. Here's a nice one of us. Suitable for framing. So, don't you have something to do? Don't you worry your pretty little pointed head about me. Seth, I really don't think Tommy wants to look at pictures of a 10-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, DJ's right. You'd probably rather look at pictures of her. Hmm? What pictures? Here's one of DJ when she had the mumps. <laughs> Doesn't she remind you of Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> Give me that. Here's my favorite, DJ's first bath. Oh. <laughs> You're dead. Look, in this one, you can see the little rash on her fanny. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Excuse us, but I would like to have a 
little chat with my sister. No, that's okay. I don't really feel like chatting. I do now. Don't worry, Tommy. I'll be right back. No, she won't. I promise. So Jesse says, hey, look, I'm going to get myself something to drink. Tommy, do you want something? Both girls are like, iced tea, lemon, no sugar. Like, so do they know that's his personal preference? Or do they read that out of like a teen magazine that interviewed him and said, hey, what's your favorite thing to drink? I mean, he's 22, so he is of legal drinking age, but if he, they read that in, like, a teen magazine or a people magazine, it's probably going to be, like, something safe, like some type of soda brand or an iced tea or a something. So, Stephanie, when Jesse leaves to go get the iced tea, Stephanie pulls Tommy, sits him down, says, hey, I got the party pictures back. Here's one of us, suitable for framing. And DJ, of course, is just trying to be all like, uh, like, Stephanie, I don't think that Tommy wants to look at pictures of a 10-year-old's birthday party. And she even says, like, Steph, don't you have something to do? And Stephanie is like, don't you worry your pointed little head about me. And Tommy just kind of looks at her like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Like, Deej, chill. You're being very possessive. Especially, oh, I don't think he wants to look at a 10-year-old's birthday party. Like, he was there. He said that he would come by and sing her a song. Come on, DJ. You had a whole day with Tommy sightseeing. You girls can share. It's one guy. There's plenty of him to go around between the two of you. Of course, this cues Stephanie up to like, oh, you know, DJ's right. You know, you may want, rather probably want to see pictures of her. And Tommy's like, what? <laughs> and DJ's like, what pictures? She's like, trying to think, oh, what kind of pictures could Stephanie possibly have? And there's one of DJ with the mumps. And Stephanie, we can't see these pictures, but Stephanie gives us a good eye view of, oh, doesn't she look like Mr. Potato Head? Oh, God. So, my guess is if she had the mumps, when was DJ born? Okay, so let me, I'm going to do some math here. Hold on. Okay, so in 87, the show started, I'd say Deej was probably 10, right? So that means she was probably born in 77, 76. Well, 77. So, I looked this up. The measles, mumps, rubella vaccination becomes available in 1971. Combine the vaccines for measles, mumps, mumps, it says licensed in 1967, and rubella in 1969, was routinely given when toddlers were about 15 months old, routine vaccination with smallpox vaccinations, and in the U.S. 1972. So, let's see here. Okay, so 1971. So, um, did she not, if she got them up, then she wouldn't have had the vaccine? I don't know. Were Danny and Pam anti-vaxxers? I, I have no idea. But then again, Michelle comes along, and we've seen her from, like, nine months onwards, so... And we've never gotten anything to where she had the mumps or the measles or the anything... Anything she would have been exposed to, possible chicken pox. Which, there's no way in heck she didn't get that when Jesse, Joey, and Steph all had the chicken pox that was in the air. So odds are... She probably would have gotten it, but... Uh, DJ is standing there, and uh, Tommy's like, oh, wow, yeah. Look at that. She does look like Mr. Potato Head. 
DJ rips the picture right out of Tommy's hands. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Stephanie next pulls out a picture of DJ's first bath. So Danny took pictures and made film of that as well because he's like, at her 13th birthday party, like, hey, I could run that video of your first bath. So he not only took pictures, he Pam probably took pictures, and Danny probably ran the camera because we know that he knows how to run a camcorder. And Tommy is weirdly into, like, wow, okay. As DJ rips that picture away from Tommy, says, you're dead, Stephanie. Like, stop this. And now Stephanie pulls out another picture of baby naked DJ saying, oh, see this picture here? You can really see the rash on her fanny. Like, okay, that's enough. Steph, I get what you're doing. And I'm surprised that Tommy's like, oh, yeah, you really can see the rash on her butt. It's like, you're weirdly into this guy. I would have said, if I were Tommy, like, girls, um, I don't know what this is, but I really don't want to see these pictures. But granted, it's played for laughs. And finally, DJ's had enough. Like, that's it. Tommy, look, I'm sorry. My sister and I need to have a little private conversation. And Steph's like, well, no, Tommy, I actually don't want to. And DJ, like, well, all of, almost drags Stephanie upstairs. And as they're going up the stairs, Stephanie's like, Tommy, I'll be right back. And DJ looks at Tommy and says, no, she won't. Trust me. And Tommy's got this bewildered look of, like, what is going on? <laughs> Caught between two sisters there, Tommy boy. Okay, we get a remnant of this scene, which we've seen scenes like this before in season one. Um, with... Sisterly Love, the episode in season one where DJ goes up for a commercial and Stephanie ends up getting the commercial. They chase each other around the kitchen table. I swear there's another one of these too, but I think it for now it's just the one that I can think of, Sisterly Love. Now the girls are chasing, well, DJ's chasing Stephanie around the table as Stephanie is holding up a picture of naked DJ. And... Jesse is like, okay, girls, that's enough. So I'm going to play this clip. Finally, because <laughs> I think this chasing goes from the kitchen into the living room, back into the kitchen. Finally, Danny and Joey come down and are like, what is going on? Like, I don't know, but there they go. <laughs> Stephanie, how could you do this to me? What about what you did to me, you backstabbing boyfriend-stealing traitor? What? You thought Tommy was your boyfriend? You're dreaming. He was too my boyfriend. All right, girls. And he's going to dump you and come back to me after he finds out you drool in your sleep. I do not. Yes, you do, and I have the picture to prove it. <laughs> Where did you get that? You didn't know I took this, did you? I knew it would come in handy. All right. Give me that little worm. Girls. Girls. What's this all about? I don't know, but there they go. <laughs> Next time you bring a star home, try Angela Lansbury. Somebody thinks Tommy is her boyfriend and she's showing him embarrassing pictures of me. He was too my boyfriend until you stole him. You're insane. I am not insane. He signed my CD, Love Tommy. He signed my CD, Love Tommy. <laughs> but he wrote a special song just for me. And he kissed me. I love him and he loves me. Look, Steph, um... I know you feel very strongly about this, and uh, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but 
I don't think this is really love. I think it's just a crush, you know? Yeah, Steph, your dad's right. You know, when it's really love, you, your heart starts pounding and, and, and your toes curl and you start sweating. And... Whoa! Here am I, Jess. Well, this isn't it. Hey, Steph. Look, we all know what you're going through, okay? And sometimes you wish for something so badly that you start believing it's true. Yes, Steph, face reality. Tommy was just being nice. He's not in love with you. He's in love with me. Okay, DJ. What? When did this happen? You just met him. Well, I know we only spent a couple hours together, and it's true we haven't talked about commitment yet, but I think it's getting pretty serious. You know that nice little talk we just had with Stephanie? Well, right about now, I think we're going to have that talk with you. Dad, Stephanie is a child. I am a woman. You Is it safe for me to come up yet? Tommy, would you please straighten everybody out about what's going on between us? Well, DJ and I had a really fun day, and I hope that we could be good friends. Friends? You mean just friends? Yeah, I'm sorry if you misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Real well, now the cheese out of the way. I guess it's just you and me, Thomas. Stephanie, I want to be friends with you, too. You mean friends like you're just friends with DJ? Uh-huh. But you wrote Love Tommy on my CD. I always write Love Tommy. Sometimes I'll even forget and I'll write it for a guy. Yeah, you, you gotta watch that. <laughs> Look, I didn't mean to cause any trouble. I hope you'll still come to my concert tonight, okay? I gotta go. It's nice meeting you all. Yeah, nice meeting you, Tommy. Tommy, Thank thanks you. for this. Nice thanks meeting. a lot. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Tommy, are you leaving? Yeah, but it was really great meeting you, Michelle. Okay, you gotta stop with wow, that. Wow, <laughs> you are such a babe. Goodbye. I'm gonna marry him. Oh, man, it never ends. Okay, I want to go back before they run through the house, uh, Steph and DJ. And they have a bit of a, a spat, an argument here at the top of the stairs before this turns into a chase me around the house as I hold this picture in my hand above my head so you can't get it. And meanwhile, Jesse is at the kitchen counter. He's pouring iced tea for Tommy. He's probably looking at Stephanie like, I was just gone for like less than five minutes. What happened here? So DJ's like, Stephanie, I can't believe you would do this to me. And of course, Stephanie's like, what about what you did to me, you boyfriend stealing, backstabbing, what was the other? Backstabbing, boyfriend stealing, traitor. And DJ's like, you think Tommy is your boyfriend? And she's like, you're dreaming. And Stephanie's like, he was too my boyfriend. Finally, Jesse comes in and tries immediately. All right, girls, let's just calm down. You're getting a little too heated here. So Stephanie reveals that she's got a, another picture, a Polaroid, as she holds up. She's like, oh, yeah, well, he's going to dump you and come back to me when he finds out you drool in your sleep. And DJ's like, I do not drool in my sleep. And, of course, like, well, I got the picture here to prove it, Deej. And, of course, DJ's like, I can't believe you would take a picture, you know. And, of course, Stephanie says, well, you know, I always, you didn't know I took this. I took it while you were sleeping. I knew it would come in handy one day. Like, yeah, she, of course, I'm surprised she didn't make, like, video of 
DJ snore. Maybe she doesn't snore. That's the thing. When someone says, like, oh, you know you're snoring in your sleep. Like, how are you going to really know unless you, like, make a video of yourself? That's why I had to, you know, endure uh, Jeremy's snoring, but I got those um, breathe right strips. Like, I couldn't. Sometimes it was just so bad. It's like, I'm not getting any sleep. I've taken my sleeping pill, and I can't fight your snoring so it's like here you go here's some breathe right strips and they do help as long as he's not sleeping on his back but i like to think that they help <laughs> i love how stephanie draws out the world drool in your sleep here we go stephanie is like on the run and dj is right hot on her tail and you hear DJ like, give me that back, you little worm. And you hear Stephanie going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> And Jesse is like trailing them. We got Danny and Joey coming from downstairs. Like, what's going on here? It's like, I don't know, but there they go. Okay, so Jesse pulls the picture out of Stephanie's hand. Joey grabs Stephanie. And Danny grabs DJ. Like, all right, we got to break you two apart here. I love, I always laughed at this scene as a kid and a teenager as Danny's like, what's going on here? And Jesse's like, next time you bring home a star, try Angela Lansbury. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Like, yeah, I'm sure if Angela Lansbury made an appearance, I don't think the girls would be like, here, let me show you a picture of DJ while she's in the bath. So DJ explains, like, Stephanie thinks that Tommy is her boyfriend, and she's showing him embarrassing pictures of me. Oh my gosh! Stephanie, Joey's got to really, like, clamp down his hand on her shoulder because she is ready to throw down. Like, he was kill my boyfriend until you stole him! So, DJ's like, Stephanie, you're insane. And Stephanie's like, no, I'm not insane. He signed my CD, Love Tommy. And then we get a joke from Joey, like, he signed my CD, Love Tommy. <laughs> get a laugh from the audience and he did he did write a special song just for her but sweetie that doesn't mean he's your boyfriend and he she says and he kissed me yes on the cheek um he's my boyfriend he loves me i love him we're gonna get married i got the wedding invitations to prove it i'm working on them by the way I like how Danny does his best to approach this situation with some sensitivity. He's not going to flat out say, Stephanie, look, this is nuts. The feelings that you have are absolutely ridiculous. He's a grown man. You are a 10-year-old child. He doesn't say any of that. He treats this with very much sensitivity because what she's feeling right now I love how Danny approaches us. He's like, I know you feel very strongly about this. And honey, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. But I think what you're actually feeling isn't actually love. It's a, a crush. Uh, and Jesse, this part must have been edited from syndication. Because I don't remember this scene. And all the times I watch this episode, I think maybe even on Hulu, I don't know if this scene is in here because this is new to me. And Jesse was getting to the point where it's like, TMI, Jess, you're not talking about a crush. You're talking about, like, having an orgasm. When it's really love, he says, heart starts pounding. Like, okay, I get that part. That is like... Also, when it's a crush, I think sometimes and maybe even with love... The butterflies in the stomach 
when you meet when you see that person you have a crush on you get those butterflies in the stomach i know like i got that um with jeremy when i would come in like maybe it was either my day off or or um something and we were gonna like hang out after work I went in a couple times and just, I saw him and I got those fluttering butterflies in the stomach. And he says, and your toes curl and you start sweating. And the look that Danny gives Jesse, like, you need to not say anything else. But toes curling and sweating, what does that make you think of? Um, that doesn't sound like love. That sounds like something um, Stephanie does not need to hear just yet. And granted, I will get to that when we get to the first day of school episode. Because he delves into a time where he... I think he lost his virginity to somebody when he was a young boy. And, um... That was another TMI moment for Jess. Like, buddy, you need to know when to button that lip because <laughs> this does not help. I love this reaction of Stephanie is just looking at him. It's almost like she's like, this isn't helping me yet. I almost kind of, it's like she's got a semi-built, slowly building smirk on her face. Like, <laughs> Now, I like this with Joey. This is another part of this scene that I don't remember seeing. And this is another sweet moment here with Joey and 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 Stephanie. We really don't get a lot of scenes of heart-to-heart -heart moments with them. And he's like, he takes her hand. He says, look, Stephanie, we all know what you're going through. And he says, sometimes you wish for something so badly you start to believe it. You know, believe that it's true and everything. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you do. As a kid, you know, we have such imaginations that we can build something up in our mind and take little hints and cues and blow them up into something more than they are. So that way, when the truth hits you, it hits you hard and you are that much more devastated because you put so much feeling and you're so wrapped up in believing something so much that your mind almost is like making you like yes yes this is true you have no doubt in your mind and step um, dj comes back with the yes steph face reality it's like dj i know you're irritated because your sister showed embarrassing pictures of you to tommy but be a little Bit. I mean, I get it. She's angry. She's frustrated. And the fact that she and Tommy kissed is kind of like, yeah, you're a little kid. But your feeling isn't real. She says, face reality. Tommy was just being nice. Like, whoa. Claws. The claws are out. Deej. She says, he's not in love with you. <laughs> he's in love with me. Like, ugh. And Danny looked at her and was like, uh, what now? And he's like, when did this happen? You, like, just met him yesterday. And she says, like, well, I know we just spent a couple hours together and we're not talking about commitment, but I think, like, there's something really there. And Danny's like, oh, well, Deej, you know what? That little talk we have with Stephanie, well, I think we're gonna have it with you now. And DJ's like, look, Dad, Stephanie is a child, okay? I am a woman. Like, you're 15, sweetie. You're not a woman, okay? No. 
that she even says, like, I think it's getting pretty serious, even though we haven't talked about commitment. It's like, he kissed you on the lips and invited you backstage to his concert. Meanwhile, of course, we know Tommy has a girlfriend named Melanie. You'd really think that she'd want to hear that he's kissing young girls on the face? He finally appears. I don't know what he was doing down there the whole time. It's not like he had a cell phone where he could text his girlfriend or anything like that. So he's probably just waiting for this whole thing. He probably could even hear the commotion going up uh, upstairs with the running and the shouting and the... Like, I'm going to stay down here until it kind of mellows down and the voice is kind of lower... Like, is it safe for me to come up yet? DJ immediately goes over to him and says, Tommy, can you please explain to my family about us? And he pretty much says, well, DJ and I had a fun day, and I hope that we can be friends. And DJ's like, oh, friends? And she's like, friends? Just friends? He's like, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I... I didn't mean for you to misunderstand my intentions. Oh, Stephanie right away is like, ugh, out of the way, DJ. Well, now that she's gone, it's just you and me, Thomas. And Tommy's like, look, Stephanie, um, I really want to be friends with you two. And she's like, oh, you mean like you just want to be friends with DJ too? Kind of like that. And she's like, it's like, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cause any confusion. And, of course, Stephanie does bring up the fact, like, but you wrote Love Tommy on my CD. And Tommy's like, yeah, about that. Um, Sometimes I, I always write Love Tommy. I mean, sometimes I'll forget and actually do it for a guy. And I love Joey's response, like, yeah, you gotta be careful with that. <laughs> that Tommy doesn't just stick with a general, like, from Tommy or just to so-and-so. Just right from, from Tommy. I mean, how many stars when they're signing autographs, how many of them put love so-and-so? So, Tommy kind of ends us with, look, I'm sorry I caused any trouble between you girls. He puts a hand on DJ's shoulder and says, hey, I hope you'll still come to my concert tonight. And he's got a hand on Stephanie's back and then a hand on DJ's shoulder and the fact that Stephanie doesn't say anything like, what concert? You get to go to a concert? I'm surprised she didn't say anything like that. Like, why can't I go to a concert? But then again, will DJ still go to this concert? We never find out. Would she even want to now that this connection that she's put made in her head is non-existent? She finds out that it's non-existent. They're not in a relationship. He doesn't love her. So Tommy's like, alright, well I gotta go. It was nice meeting you all. He say, shakes uh, Jesse's hand, Danny's hand, and Joey's hand. Michelle comes in and is like, oh Tommy, you're leaving? And I love how he bends down to, you know, on his knee, like to Michelle's level. He's like, yeah, it was really nice to meet you, Michelle. And he kisses her on the cheek, which, I mean, I guess you, you could do that back in the 90s. You can't do that nowadays. And of course, Michelle's Remark to this kiss is, wow, you are such a babe. So Tommy leaves. Michelle turns around to face the family and says, I'm going to marry him. And Danny's like, oh boy, it never ends. So now we're up in the girls' room. Well, actually, DJ's got her own room. Stephanie is now on DJ's old bed. She's got Mr. Bear. She's really upset. 
And I like this moment coming up between Stephanie and DJ. And it just, back in the day, I always kind of viewed them as similar, well, my relationship with my sister. I mean, just because of their age difference and everything. DJ opens the door and Stephanie right away is like, can I help you? And I like DJ says, well, I figured if you were miserable and I'm miserable, we can both be miserable together. So Stephanie's like, sit, be, be, be miserable with me. Well, some people may say some of these end scenes with either ends with the family hugging or they have a talk and then they hug. Like, oh, that's so cheesy. Oh, that wouldn't happen in real life. Like, we don't know. But I like their relationship together. They may fight, they may yell at each other, but at the end of the day, they're reminded they're sisters and they're both, you know, going through similar things. And they both experienced a crush slash heartbreak with Tommy Page. So I like that the desk here, it's got a yellow cassette player, which we'll see Stephanie use in just a minute. We see some books. We see that that poster of that ballerina is actually now on the closet door versus I think before it might have been above Stephanie's headboard when she and DJ shared a room. We see um just a bunch of different little things that's pretty much just typical for uh, preteen. Um, I see one of those things that's got like the little mini like plastic drawers that you can pull out. So those could maybe be earrings or some necklaces. There's a book that stands out, and I think that's great that Stephanie has it. It says, Self-Esteem, A Classroom Affair, 101 Ways to Help Children Like Themselves. Great. And DJ sits in the the chair here and just says, you know, I feel so stupid. I really thought he liked me. And this is where Stephanie reveals, like, hey, at least you didn't make out wedding invitations. And DJ says, you know, the worst thing about it is everything that Dad, Joey, and Uncle Jesse said was right. Ugh, I hate it when that happens. And this is a cute. It's kind of funny where Stephanie's like, if this is just a crush, I don't think I can take it when I really fall in love. Like, ugh, what's that going to be like? So DJ says, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really been in love before, but here it's pretty intense. Because, yeah, we've only seen DJ... One time she had a guy named Michael, who broke her heart. Kevin Gwen from her 13th birthday party. She shared a kiss. And, of course, things worked out where uh, he ended up having probably got expelled from school or suspended. Or maybe when they went to junior high, things kind of, they split up and they didn't really see much of each other. There are a couple boys here and there, nobody really serious, so... No, DJ's gonna feel that pang of first love when she meets Steve. That's coming next season in season six. Oh, I love this moment so much as DJ goes and sits on Stephanie's bed with her and she's like, Steph, I can't believe we're talking about love and boys. You're really growing up. And Stephanie says, yeah, I know ever since I turned 10, everything got really complicated. So DJ assures Stephanie, like, look, one day you and I are going to be dating like crazy. And I promise you, I will never, ever steal one of your boyfriends. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of the episode. Oh, what the heck is it called? Um, It's the one where, you know, Stephanie and Harry and DJ teaches him, like, subtraction or addition or something. 
and he ends up getting a crush on DJ and Stephanie's like, hey, you stole my man. I remember that, but I mean, she really didn't. She just showed him how to subtract. But I'm just thinking, yeah, they got like a good four or five year age difference between them. So yeah, I can't see her wanting to be into someone who's like four or five years younger than her. I love this line from DJ. She said, guys are going to come and guys are going to go, but you and I will be sisters forever. Oh, I love that line. And Stephanie echoes the sisters forever. Aww. And they hug. And I know people are like, oh, it's so cheesy, but come on. At the end of the day, no matter what happens and what they've been through, they make up and they hug. And it's like, yeah, you are going to be sisters forever. No matter how old you get, no matter what happens to you, you're going to be there for each other and everything. Ugh. Ugh. I love it. Granted, of course, now it comes back to those pictures. Like, all right, I want every one of those pictures back from you. Stephanie's like, you got it. And DJ gets up off the bed, turns and says, and the negatives. And Stephanie's like, we'll talk. Like, yeah, she might need those for later. <laughs> yeah, we end the episode. D uh, DJ leaves. Stephanie plays the tape Tommy gave her. And she's just hanging out on her bed. Just She's got her autographed picture of Tommy above her bed. And Mr. Bear is just hanging out right next to her. And it's just a sweet moment. So I'm going to play this clip. Help you? Well, I thought if I'm miserable and you're miserable, we might as well be miserable together. Sit, be miserable. <laughs> I was so dumb. I was so sure he liked me. At least you didn't make up wedding invitations. <laughs> you know what the weirdest part is? Everything Dad, Joey, and Uncle Jesse said was right. I hate when that happens. <laughs> If this was just a crush, I don't know if I can take it when I really fall in love. What's that going to feel like? I don't know. I don't think I've ever really been in love before. But I hear it's pretty intense. I hear the same thing. You know what I just realized? I am sitting here talking to you about love and boys. Steph, you're really growing up. I must be. Because ever since I turned 10, life got so complicated. <laughs> Well, one day we are going to be dating like crazy, and I want you to know that I will never, ever steal one of your boyfriends. Because guys are going to come and guys are going to go, but you and I will be sisters forever. Sisters forever. And I want every one of those embarrassing pictures back. You got it. And the negatives. We'll talk. That's the episode. You know, that's how it ends. It ends on a good note. The sisters made up, which is amazing because you know they're not going to like drag this out to another episode where they're like not talking to each other. Yeah, I think I still want to stick with that line with Jesse saying, next time you bring home a star, I suggest Angela Lansbury. <laughs> um, as far as that little subplot with Michelle and the whole comedy college with Joey, I'm like, eh. It was kind of weak sauce. I mean, I know they had to have something for Michelle to do, but it's just... 
She's trying too hard. I get you want to be funny and everything like that, but you got to just let it happen naturally. You can't force funny upon someone and expect him to bust a gut over it. You know what I mean? And and they're babies. I remember um the Silence is Golden episode with Michelle and Denise calling that funny buddy line, which is like a joke line, which of course costs money, and she um raises the phone bill. Um, she and Denise were telling jokes, like, all week, and everyone's just sick of them. And Denise was like, hey, let's go t- tell a joke to Nikki and Alex. Like, yeah, they'll laugh at anything. So at that point, they probably get... I don't know, but they They probably get them slightly a little with the inflection of a joke and everything when they're, like, two versus when they're, like, three to six months old, so... I mean... And I want to say that I get Stephanie developing a crush and everything, but DJ is 14, 15 at this point. Um, the fact that she's like, oh, I think we're, we're starting a real relationship. I mean, we haven't talked about commitment. And yes, he kissed her on the, and they spent two hours together and everything like that. It's. I don't know. Do you kind of find that believable that a 14, 15 year old would probably be feeling stronger feeling that would affect them more versus say Stephanie more? It's just a crush with her. I don't know. Um, for worst outfit, I really got to go. Um, I did not like Kimmy Gebler's poodle skirt. the, The top is just, I didn't care for it. So she would get for worst outfit. I'd have to say, honestly, um, I don't really think there's anyone, I didn't like anyone's outfit too, too much. I mean, Joey wore this tomato ketchup shirt, but even though I like the color red, like, that wasn't enough to, uh, and Jesse's, um, like, lemon meringue yellow type, it's, it was almost like a, a flowy, like, light linen shirt. Just really, like, eh, I don't like that either. But, no, just just the worst outfit for me. And then the line of the episode. Um, I want to say, like, who was, like, my favorite character out of the episode. Um, let's see. If I had to pick a favorite character. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Stephanie. I know, like, I say that I pick Stephanie a lot because, you know, I relate to her a bit. I mean, I'm not a middle child or anything, but, um, just, you know, her having a crush on somebody and I had a crush on, you know, multiple people who were around my, I mean, I did have a crush on a teacher and I think I talked about that during the My Girl movie review episode, so, uh, yeah. And I, like, I really, really liked Becky's advice, too. I thought that was great, that she got to be, like, in the motherly figure role to give Stephanie the advice that she needed. Granted, she didn't know who this scuzz queen, as Stephanie referred to her, uh, this person as. She didn't know who that was, but, uh, you know, she gave her advice sight unseen. I mean, just, like, hey, you got a boy to party you like, some girl stolen from you make your feelings known and you know hopefully he'll choose you um so let's talk about the next episode that is actually going to be on the 19th of august in honor of john stamos's birthday it is from season two 
episode 20, I'm there for you, babe. This is Uncle Jesse's 26th birthday. I'll be focusing on that one. And then the last of the birthday episodes will be from Fuller House. It will be Ramona's birthday. And then that will be ending the birthday-themed episodes for the month of August. The last episode of August will be from Fuller House, entitled, from Season 2, Episode 1, Welcome Back. And that will end, that will conclude the Summer Fun series. And then... In September, we will do the Back to School series. So, yep. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really had a fun time. I love discovering things that um, the non-syndicated episodes had. They're like little hidden gems for me. Like the scene where they're, the guys are talking to the girls and Jesse gets a little TMI with his feeling of love or description. And... You know, Jess or Joey also giving a little bit of advice to Stephanie. I don't remember seeing that. So that's fun. I love it when I see these little scenes I've never seen before. It's like I've seen all of Full House. So when I see these little scenes pop up, it's like these are golden nuggets to me. Like, wow. So, all right, guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope the weather's great for you. I know that now that we are in the first full week of August, we've got that done. Getting that much closer to fall. I know, no one wants summer to end, but okay, everybody. I will see you next. Actually, no, I won't see you uh, next week. Um, I will have a Silver Spoons episode up. For those of you on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast page, if you want to hear more of Silver Spoons, because I did stop at season one on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years page, if you want to continue with the Silver Spoons series, I do have season one, two, and then I'm almost done with season three of Silver Spoons. That will conclude at the end of September. I'm going to be taking a break from Silver Spoons, and I'll come back in March of 2020 with season four because I'm going to be working on Full House a lot more. I have a lot of things planned that I want to do for the coming year with um, Valentine's Day episodes. Um, the first story arc evolution of Jesse and Becky from their first meeting and the engagement and the wedding and then Becky finding out she's pregnant and then of course the birth of the twins. Uh, I do have a segment eventually sometime next year that will be Jesse and Becky parenting, focusing on that. There will be a segment of Danny and his girls. There's one called Where Has My Little Girl Gone, where Danny feels like he and DJ aren't connecting anymore because she's a teenager. Um, I'm Not DJ, that's an episode where Stephanie wants to get her ears pierced. High Anxiety, where Danny is kind of babying Michelle. And she's kind of like putting her hands up like, please don't treat me like a little baby anymore. I'm six years old. I really don't need you hovering. He's kind of helicopter parenting and stuff like that. So that is going to be... I haven't decided what to call that one. But yeah, a lot of different different things planned in, in 2020 for the... F- Fuller House, Full House podcast. So, all right, everybody, have a great weekend. Bye bye.